Ahoy everybody! Thank you for tuning in to Airborne Entrepreneur. Hey everyone, thank you very much for tuning into my podcast and I would love to welcome Dan to today with me. He's from the Phoenix Experience. I can see your <laughs> board inside, uh, I'm in the background, beautiful. <laughs> And yeah, I met Dan in the coaching institute. We basically studied together and uh, I saw him to grow so much. Like last few years, he achieved so much in the business and, and his career. And it will be lovely to talk about uh, business, also the life experience and your story today. That means, yeah, welcome into my podcast. Yeah, thank you so much, Alex. And thank you to everyone who's, who's watching and listening. I'm super excited to, to be here. Thank you. And yeah, if you can start, probably just give us some kind of overview, like what you what you do. And uh, I will ask you the question, how did you get there, of course? <laughs> <laughs> well, what, I, what I'm doing at, at the moment is obviously for the last five and a half years, I've been on the mission to uh, become a, a professional speaker, like a motivational speaker and a, and a coach and a trainer. Um, and also I, I do the Phoenix experience, which is taking busy people away on life-changing experiences. Uh, didn't do that so much this year for obvious reasons in Victoria with, with, with lockdown. Yeah. Um, yeah, but taking teams on hikes and it's all based around personal development and creating life-changing events for people. Um, and then and just recently in the last couple of years, I've been really helping people change their story that they tell themselves and also the and helping them share their story with the world as well like messages of hope so it's transitioned a little bit over the last few years as well which has been amazing yeah i love that i actually like and i'm probably interested to hear more about the phoenix experience like how you create a transformational experience or or how like can you give us some example or have you yeah done? yeah absolutely. That would be really cool what i what i found is is that it often takes some kind of life event for people to change uh whether it's uh, a marriage breakdown or a health scare or redundancy something like that that forces us to change and what i wanted to do is i wanted to recreate that same life-changing event by doing it on an experience so that people wouldn't have to have that life-changing kind of that metaphorical train wreck, so to speak. So what I thought I would do is I'd take people out into the mountains and recreate those same conditions for the change in a controlled manner so they didn't have to have the, the aftermath. And that was the theory behind it. And um, it's it's definitely definitely done that as well. Yeah, I love that. Because I think it's, you're right. It's so important because uh, usually life situations is uh, is pushing us to change. But we should understand we can actually change even before something happened. And that's so yes. great. I really love what you do. And yeah, but I'm, I know your story a little bit and I would love to probably share that because I know you had huge courage. You, you overcame so many obstacles and challenges in life. And if you are fine with that, can you share like, how did you actually get there? Like, like last five years, you're doing something that you really, really enjoy and I believe it's your passion because I can see it when you're talking about that. And, and I saw you to present and, and I, I see that you love what you do, but it wasn't always like that. No, it, it's, it's, it definitely, unfortunately, it definitely, it definitely wasn't. Um, I, I guess I like, 
going back, like when I was 19, like I had a really bad car accident and that left me with like a completely shattered spine and broken neck and a broken back and um, left me paralyzed in hospital in traction for, for a couple of months. And I ended up learning to walk again, uh, which was, which was amazing. And then, then I ended up just walking out on everything. I walked out of my partner I walked out of my apartment, my job, my car, everything, and I went walkabout in wow. North Queensland, um, homeless for six months to, to really rebuild my, my mind and my body because I was just in such a bad way. I was like a young man that kind of had everything and then to go to having nothing, like not a cent, and I just people thought I was a heroin addict because I was so skinny from my injuries. People thought I was a bum um, and... And then, yeah, really started to rebuild my life after that and then worked my way up and back and got into a leadership uh, position um, for about five years with the, with Super Retail Group that own uh, BCF and Raise Outdoors and Gold. They used to own the Amart and Rebel and all of that, which was, yeah. which was awesome. And then, yeah, I got, got made redundant um, two days before Easter in 2015 and they took my car off me. They took my laptop, walked me out on the spot and gave me my redundancy and paid, paid me out. And that's when I made the decision to bring this coaching dream to life. So that was, that was a whole nother journey in itself. Yeah. Wow. Like that's definitely, you had to have so much energy to and strength to to change your life and and actually start from beginning basically uh... yeah yeah exactly i had to i actually had to start from from scratch yeah. i actually had to start back from below scratch because i had um like a loan on my car and and i left my car and my apartment all these so i had all of these uh bills that what i had to pay back um oh. when i when i first started working I, I ended up I never went back to Brisbane where where I was living I never went back at all I never went back to my partner and then I started working in uh in Cairns and then just started to rebuild my life like I had uh, I had nothing like I think I had like maybe six thousand ten I think ten thousand dollars worth of debt I think I had like I doesn't seem like much that's these what, days. That's but, what you had. That's what you had. But when you're ten, oh, when you when you're twenty years old, and you yeah, and so I had nothing. I had no money, and um, I remember they wouldn't give me a, a loan for a car until I paid off my other loan for the other yeah. car that I left. I don't even know where I left it. I never like it. Just wow, kind of like just a chapter that I just didn't want to face. If that makes sense, like I know it seems yeah. strange. You kind of deleted yeah. that. It's like, I can't remember anything. Yeah, yeah. like even though like I, like at, it seemed to make sense to me at the time, but I just didn't think about the car or anything. Like I, so I had to, I remember, I remember very clearly I had to ride to, to work in Cairns at the railway for work for Queensland Rail. I had to ride every day at like two in the morning or at 12 at night doing shift work on the, working on the trains. And I remember some days it rains in North Queensland. Like, it, it, like it's, I know <laughs> it rains and it rained. I remember just riding to work and I was just weak. I was still really weak. Cause I went back to uh, work only nine months after my car accident. 
Yeah. So well, it's still very skinny, like really skinny and very weak. The doctor said I should have had two years off, um, but I was, I was so sick of being broke. I was so sick of people thinking I was a bum and I was so sick of just having no money and the judgment from everyone. And so I went back to work and, yeah, I remember riding in the rain. I just remember that so vividly, like weeks on end through summer, just getting drenched to the bone, like, like oh my God. and and just had that drive. And and riding was good as well because it helped me rebuild my strength and my body. But I was like yeah. really fatigued. Like I was like every day I was just exhausted because I just my body was still trying to recover from the yeah and you already all started the, to do things yeah all the horrific Absolutely. injuries yeah like the doctor said I actually yeah, needed two years to fully recover yeah um, but I couldn't there's no way I could have stayed on disability pension like that was really hard yeah okay that means your motivator motivation was more coming from what you don't want you're sick of being judged you're sick of being see or see people see you as a as a no one like like you can't take care of yourself you just kind of that, that was that that was pushing you the most when you think yeah, about that what was your motivation I think, um, that was a, like a strategy that i used to run a lot was like the move like really like when my back's against the wall like the best would come out of me yeah I'd be extremely against the wall but uh uh yeah and yeah it was definitely like a, a powerful motivator because i was just like i have to yeah just rebuild my life and try to um get back to how things were wow yeah look you did amazing job definitely like coming from that point when you have nothing to become very very successful in your business and life i think that's amazing and congratulations on that that's really yeah thank you yeah it's um and it's it's one of those things like i i said to someone like oh i feel, feel so lucky and He's like, there's, there's no luck. That's <laughs> not, I agree. That's no luck. <laughs> I think that, that we've all like, there's, I mean, there's a certain amount of luck, but you've got to have the right. Uh, I heard this thing, I think Jay Shetty or someone says like you the luck bus. Have you heard about that? So the luck bus comes around every now and again, uh, but you've got to have the right change to get on the luck bus. So you've got to have done the work. Yes. You've got to put yourself in the right positions. You've got to show up all the time. So when that, that opportunity comes, like you can, you can take it. That. Yeah. That's, really cool. yeah. That's such a great point because when you think about that, people, people think that you need to have something, you know, to, to become successful or you need to already have money to build a business and, and you need to have something extra. But I think the extra thing, what I see in you, it's, it's just really that passion and, that determination that you brought into your everyday life like when you were pushed to the wall like you said you know like like you felt weak but you still jump on the bike and, and you actually you were going to the work um, but when you think about that now like I know because you're five five years in business and, and you're doing pretty well what is what is motivating you now what is that you know like the drive because I know that probably is not pushing you to the wall anymore <laughs> nothing yeah well at like. the kind of at the start it was because like I like when I got made redundant, I put all of my redundancy on the house to because I said to my wife, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna become a motivational speaker and I want to take people up mountains. And every single person that I told told of my idea laughed at me. They just thought that's ridiculous. That, that usually happened. I know. <laughs> no one's gonna pay no, no. to be. No one's gonna pay you to do that. And uh, and it's funny how life happens. It's almost like full circle. 
Um, so I went like I had no car because I get, had a company car for five years and I didn't want to use my redundancy money to buy a car or yeah. some, you, you know, I got, I got a, a fair decent payout and yeah, so I ended up getting a job casually so I could like, cause I'd never, never had my own business before. Like when I started this coaching thing, I'd never been to a networking event. I'd never had a business. I'd never done a, any kind of like marketing or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and so I decided, I thought I'll go back and I'll work casual, um, three days a week to, to fund the business and to pay for my, my coaching course and all of those things. And it's funny how life happens full circle to motivate myself. I said, I'm just going to ride to work. Like, cause I didn't have a car for, I think for the first year and a half. And so I was like, I'm going to ride to my casual job rain hail or shine just to just so i i didn't get comfortable i didn't want to get comfortable and when things got hard building my business i didn't want to get comfortable and go back to you know getting another corporate job or things like that so the the motivation of me riding was just that that pain i think it was good it was that pain that i needed just to to yeah. really tell myself that this is what you got to do to, this is what you got to do. This is what's going to separate you. And if you give up the dream fades and if, if you don't, you can, you can pull it off. Uh, so that was quite good motivating. And I'd get to the bike shop and some of the, the guys there give me a bit of sticks and here you are some motivational speaker and you're, uh, you're riding to work in the rain. And yeah. And I was just like, one day I'll have the last laugh. <laughs> yeah you will share you will share your ride in the <laughs> in the rain <laughs> exactly exactly and and it's just funny how things happen because like I remember riding to work and I was listening to I, my first ever keynote that I did and it was quite a big speaking gig for my first one and I was listening to it in my ear when I was riding just to, to rehearse it and I remember catching a train to do this speaking gig and it was like at the MCG and uh, and it was just, it was like, it was like 700 people in the members dining room in the MCG. And it was a phenomenal, um, life-changing moment for me. And it was funny because I caught a train there and like, I was like, it was like this had this crazy imposter syndrome. So I think I have some, there's got to go and speak to all these people and, and I caught a train, but they didn't know. And they, they just, they loved the talk and, and it was amazing. But when I was first going there, I was like, oh my God, it was like full <laughs> imposter syndrome. Yeah, how amazing we are actually creating this uh, story about us. I just spoke about that this morning. I had a small workshop and I was thinking like, we just create a story, like you said, you know, like nobody knows that you took the train and, and actually what does, that doesn't really matter. Like why we should judge people on what they have or what they decide to use. Because some people just don't want to have great car. I know people that they're millionaires and they never really have great car. They just don't want. They just like, yeah. that's not their passion. That's not something they enjoy. Yeah. And I love how we, we say stories, you know, like, oh, I, do I look like this? Oh, I, I look different. Oh, we already suppress ourselves or press ourselves down or up, you know, and, and like you said, just creating this imposter syndrome, basically not really natural way because it's not really true. Like, to, you know, no, it, no. And they, they didn't care. They, they, they didn't know. And they didn't care. They, they loved the talk and they were inspired. Yeah. People came up to me and, 
they were like, are you a professional speaker? And, and I'm sort of smiling great. and nodding when I'm like thinking this is my first ever big gig, <laughs> you know? Like, so, like yeah, I'm professional. Exactly. And you, <laughs> yeah, and I love what you're saying about the story. And it's a lot of things that I've been working with um, people and with clients um, a lot is helping them change that story, that narrative that they tell themselves. Like, because people will say, well, I'm not that type of person or I could never do that or this is just the way that I am. And the story that we tell ourselves is based on so many external influences on us that it's not even, it's not even us. Like it's everyone else's influence on us when we're growing up that shapes our story or shapes the story that we tell ourselves. Yeah. And, and, And once I help people realize that they can change that story. Like it's, it's, there's a lot of freedom in that. That's so powerful. I absolutely agree. Like the story or thoughts we have, when we, when we think about that, the way that we can really change with one thought, it's just so powerful. And when you think about people, you're probably meeting a lot of clients, they have imposter syndrome or they like really have those stories. They're not supporting them. Do you have any, like a tool, maybe there's something they can, they can do at the beginning because I probably you had the same like you said you know like first thing was that you were actually on a train to to your big geek you know speaking gig or you were you like you said you were homeless that probably was hard to don't identify yourself as that person like, yeah. like what do you change what did you change it's, well it's it's completely changing the obviously starts with the things that you say to yourself about yourself um there's this quote by calvin coolidge and he said like who are we but the story that we tell ourselves about ourselves and believe and i'm like it's that's it that's it like that is all we are like we're that's that's who we are and and it's all about just deciding then who do you want to be like who do you want like what sort of person do you want to be and then you slowly go about reprogramming. And every time you catch yourself saying something, you, you change the way you talk to yourself, the change the way that you interact with the world. And I created this like 30 page, um, like a 30 page booklet for the start of this year that I shared with people. And it was all about redesigning your story from completely from scratch, like every area of your life. And like once you change that narrative and you realize that you can become whoever you want, like, a, like I remember Les Brown saying a tree is just a tree, but a human being, we can be anything. And the only reason why we think we can't be anything is by the limitations that other people have put on us or the limitations that we put on ourselves. Like we, there's just so many stories about people that have just overcome so many crazy things and just, rebuilt their life yeah I've I've worked with um disability unemployment and I've worked with so many different people and so many different walks of life and I've I've worked with millionaires and people with no money everyone's got the same shit going on I absolutely agree (laughs) it's so yeah money in the bank it's it's so unbelievable because people actually don't realize that that we are so similar it doesn't matter what we have what is most important, what we think, or what we, who we are, and how we'll show up. I, I've always said, because I had um, I had a friend and um, he ended up really badly, but because he was a millionaire, he has so much money, he has everything. Everybody thought that he has everything. 
and and he's dead now and people are like i don't understand how you know like like why and it's like you don't know we are dealing we have brain and brain is is similar it doesn't matter what is in the bank but we have the same stuff we have stories we can be depressed we can be happy and i believe you know already like like you can be probably happy you know i'm not sure if to call it happy but i believe you are able to create that kind of uh, gratefulness or happiness like that kind of mood around like for every day just with your thoughts absolutely absolutely like it's a, it, you can be high flying one day and, and like fully broke the next right like like <laughs> life is fleeting like if you think about covid and, and all of those things like the businesses and industries were wiped out overnight um, so we can be high flying one day, but you're right. I, I always said this a lot in my early sort of blogs and stuff. It was all a lot about our, like our circumstances don't define us. Yeah, that's like I that, love that. like, like the, our attitude does, right? Like because you because if you're, it doesn't matter how where you are or what you what you do. Like as long as you've got the right attitude, I think like you know like that's about respect and respecting others respecting yourself all of those things but i truly believe that our circumstances don't define us because our circumstances are so fleeting yeah like uh, it, does that it, make sense yeah absolutely i absolutely understand because that's the same thing i can easily use uh covid19 as an excuse because i lost my business event management business uh in february well, yeah, and, like completely and, decimated and i was you know i was going from a beautiful income to zero one day, one day, they cancel one day, event. one day changed everything regarding the bank account. I didn't change. I just, I just respond. I, I, like and I said, I you have to. like, and no one would blame you if you did as well. Yeah. But I think it's, yeah, I, I guess it's the, like you said, is is that is attitude is the thing that we're bringing is, is us. And, and I, I believe to, it's just, it's so easy. I don't know if you find it easy, but I think it's so easy to, get down and blame and and uh, feel sorry being the victim part you know and just really be like you know what it happened i can't do anything yeah like a lot of people but like no one that. can blame you for that like you like like there's so many things that people go through that you could always go you know what like that's that's pretty full-on like that's i i get that you're pissed off and i get that you're blaming and like i i think that that's it's totally a justified response, but I always say, like, and I've been there as well. Like, don't yeah, get me wrong. I think like, we all <laughs> many times. Yeah. Uh, but then it's like, and I used to say it to my job seekers a lot. I'm like, will it change anything? Like, all of that's true, and no one would just, no one would say a wrong thing about like your reaction. But I always say, does it change anything? so yeah so true it just doesn't it doesn't like it does not change anything and that doesn't mean that it's not hard and it's not tough and it's not horrific and all of the things the tragic things that we all go through as human beings like life is hard like it's like a um joseph campbell said it's like life's like a beautiful symphony but it hurts (laughs) (laughs) i like that one because i always say when people say you know like it's hard i said yeah life is hard and our people say, like, you know, that's not fair. I said, life, life is not fair. Yeah. But where did you get that belief that life has to be fair? It's not. 
you're just here to to overcome to be better to to use the challenges for your growth and and change yourself but i want to go a little bit back to to that defining moment because i know you you were the state that you say like it's enough and and you know like I want people to kind of be able to recognize that. Like, when was the point? Like, do, do you remember any moment when you say like, like I don't want to be like that. I, I just had enough because it has to be something, probably something happened or maybe that was your thought or the moment that you said like, you know what, this is too much. I don't want to end up like that. Yeah. I, I think it's, and it's, it's a while ago now, but it's like, it, it, I think it's with anything it's a combination of things where it just builds and builds and it builds and it's not like one thing. Well, it's normally one thing where it's like the trigger, but it's kind of been building towards it yeah. from, from there. And I, I've seen it a lot with a lot of people and stuff, whereas like they'll be, they, they've wanted to change for a long time, but then there'll be like one thing that'll, tip them over the line they'll be like that's yeah. that's enough's enough like i'm done yeah. <laughs> like that and but it's been building building for a while and i think it was me um like i just saw the people around me like you know they were young people my age that was starting to be quite established and they had money and like all the toys like in cans you need toys like motorbikes and mountain bikes i know guys i love cans. You need stuff right like it's cans <laughs> So you need all the toys and because you can't because you can't swim i know it's yeah, just all, exactly. all these crocodiles and yeah well, and I used to, like i was hitchhiking everywhere for like nine months as well yeah so i had that motor i wanted a car and i was sick of hitchhiking and i was <laughs> I, like i didn't really talk about it before but like i was when i like i was broke like when I mean broke, like I was getting like $250 a fortnight from the government disability pension because I couldn't get rent assistance because I didn't have a house. So I was trying to survive on these measly money. And there's, there were times where I was like starving. Like I had to go to churches to get food stamps. And I had to, I was walking around Woolworths some days just eating fruit and nuts and chocolate bars. So I wouldn't starve. Like, and like I'd had a falling out with my parents. So I was just dramas happened in the hospital bed. So I sort of distanced myself from all of my family. Um, so I couldn't borrow any money off my parents. So I did, yeah. So um, wow. yeah, there was times where I was like literally starving and I had to do whatever I could to, to, to eat. Uh, so there was just so much pain around that. I was like, I just can't keep going on like this. Wow especially because I've always had money. Like I came out of, like I, I left schoolies week three days early. So I thought that my strategy was I'll get the jump on everyone for the jobs <laughs> and it worked. Yeah. Uh, and I, so I got a good job and I progressed really fast in that job. Um, like, like really, really fast. Like I was the youngest ever person on the trains in, for the Queensland rail. Like I was, I did really well, really fast. So I always had lots of money, like yeah. for a young guy. Like, and even when I was growing up, like I used to race on the on the road bike and the track bike, like cycling. And when I was growing up, my parents didn't have much money, but I used to, I think that's where I learned my dogged determination is because my parents didn't have much money. So I had to train 
to earn money to race bikes. So the more that I trained, the better I could be at racing and the more money I could win racing so that I could pay for my habit. Yeah. So I, I'd, I'd, back when I was like 15, 16, I'd earn maybe a couple of hundred, 250 bucks on a weekend. Yeah. In the early 90s, that was a lot of money. Yeah. Like lots of money. <laughs> Definitely. No, I absolutely, yeah, I can rely on this, on that because I also, like my parents didn't have really a lot of money. We were really average. And I I was working like when I was 16, 15, like I was selling the ice cream and stuff, you know. Like, nice. I was so shy and I was just, you know, standing there as a, as a girl that should be, you know, with friends, but I was just standing there and I hope, I hope that I will, I will never see anyone around that I know. Yeah. And, you know, it was, I, I kind of, I remember that I was like embarrassed, but I was like, no, I have to do it because I wanted something new, you know, I wanted something yeah. and so I didn't want to ask, necessity. I didn't want to ask my mom because I know she was, you know, she, she, she wasn't really having money and I was like, you know what, it's fine. Like she can't, you know, buy the trainers for the school for pt to me and my brother and it said i would probably need to make money that means i know exactly like the drive it is probably i believe it's built in actually really young age because a lot of people now or young kids you know they don't know what is work till late it's just such a different generation and when i think about people that really work you know from 15 16s so i guess that's that's big different into like how you will actually end up how you will grow up and what is that determination? I think that's amazing. It's definitely something you pick up there, I believe. Yeah. 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 I love that, Alex, because it's a necessity. Yeah. It's easy yeah. like you have to do it. It's not like you, you just don't have about that that, that yeah. changes you. You're like, I have to do this. Like, it's, yeah. I have to do this. And yeah, it's like, it's, I, I believe it's so important. It's like, they, you know, they say like necessity is the mother of all invention. <laughs> yeah. it's the same thing with like with this it's like you kind of just got to work it out yeah like and if I, you don't work it out you don't get yeah you don't get paid and i and i like that you basically decided to do what you want you know and you didn't think that okay my parents don't have money i can't do this sport or i can't do this because it's expensive sport and i know a lot of people they they, they are usually like that they're like okay we don't have enough i'm just not doing that instead of being I don't have enough. I want to do it. I will still do it. I will figure it out how. And and I guess that's what majority of people are actually missing. That's that thinking around, you know, and just really figure it out how. Like just get it. Go do what you want, what you love. Don't yeah. let anything else stop you. Why money should stop you? I just like there is always option to make more. Yeah, that's, it's such a wonderful message, Alex. It's it's like, and I believe that's it's so true. Like everything is, I remember Brian Tracy, like I was watching a lot of Brian Tracy videos on YouTube when I first started my coaching business because yeah. I was trying to learn stuff about business because I had no idea about anything. And he said, and it's changed my mind, he goes, everyone's got this big myth around business. He said, but anyone can learn business. Like it doesn't matter. It just, it, some people it takes longer and some people it takes like a shorter amount of time he said but everyone can learn it and i was like that really gave me a lot of peace so awesome. i was like oh i can work this out <laughs> and what's great about this day and age what i love is information is free oh that's just so true it is like it's free like if, you, if you if you don't know how to do something you can go on YouTube and learn anything. Like I love YouTube. Like I go on, <laughs> I love I, YouTube. 
<laughs> I agree. I'm on YouTube like 24 hours a day, like just listening to things, learning things. If I don't know something, like I will just watch <laughs> something on YouTube and learn how to do it. And I think that's a real gift that we have these days is the access to information um, to be able to, to do whatever we want. And I think, and well, I know that if people change their belief around the fact that they can learn anything, like I, that's a superpower. Yeah. Well, that's beautiful. I really like what you say, because when you think about people, probably you met some, some clients or some people around that you have, because I, I'm meeting clients like that all the time that they said, I'm not IT person. I don't like to do that. I don't know how. I always said, I, I didn't know how as well. I was searching on Google how to do, how to set up, how to start to use CRM. What are the CRMs? Whatever it is, you know, or how to build your website. Or like you can Google everything. Like you can everything. find every videos, tutorials are so amazing. And honestly, I sometimes can't believe like what I'm searching. I still find it. Like sometimes I'm, <laughs> I'm searching, you know, how to do something. It's like, this can't be on YouTube. It's still there. Like the small Everything. things, small things Everything. that you try to figure out. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Like I started to use and edit videos and I was like, you know what? Like I, I tried to figure it out by myself for like hour. And I was like, oh my God, I forgot about YouTube. Yeah. And I put it into YouTube, like the small, I was just searching for one button, basically just, just one function. And it was like 10 videos about that one function. It's like how you can say that you can't do it or you don't know. And how. it's like, and you, they it, do it for like the lowest common denominator. It's like step-by-step step. I'm the same. So I did my website. I did everything. Like I learned how to like, yeah, create yeah. these things. And to show you like how crazy it is, is I'm like the least handy person like ever. Like I, like I can do it, but I do it begrudgingly. Like the, the thermostat went on our hot water system and I rang a plumber and he's like, oh, it's going to cost $600 to change it. And I was like, oh, $600. And I thought, I wonder if it's on YouTube. So I Google like how to change the thermostat <laughs> and it told me exactly what to do. Like we switch the, the water off down at the street and then wow. let it, the pressure out and then undo it, take it down to the plumbing supply place. They swap, cool. match it up, match it up for you, take it back some thing it cost me seventy dollars wow that's and different was, and it and it's it's it, it didn't blow up so I yeah. must have <laughs> you must do a good job <laughs> well this is for everyone that means if you say you don't know how to do it and you can't do it you can do it that means that's probably the major thing that's the message say. yeah like we yeah. got there in a long, long, Go long way but uh it is it. Just, like and, and i really want people to really like almost burn it into their brain it's like that they can learn anything like some people say that they're not smart or they've got learning difficulties or everything that you know I remember my English teacher she she didn't fail me um but she she because she felt sorry for me in English and like I never have done any writing and then just when I started this coaching thing you know they said well you gotta learn how to write blogs and do all of those things and like I was rubbish at the start, like rubbish. My writing was terrible. And like, yeah. I've written over 600,000 words now in five and a half years. Wow. Of Do you want to write blogs for me? <laughs> yeah, I've written blogs. Like I've written <laughs> blogs. I've done like writing where I've written an 800 yeah. word blog, like 35 days in a row. Good um, work. And, and that's, that's purely from 
right when I first my first blog was 200 words and it was terrible like it was so bad it was embarrassing my wife said you can't put that out on the internet (laughs) I'm totally with you because my English is uh, especially at the beginning and in writing it was so so many mistakes like people are reading something and, and I was like how you can understand and my partner was like I don't know what you try to say. I said, it's so clear what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get it? <laughs> how, yeah, how we can get it. And it's so it's so funny. Like like, like you said, we, we can really learn everything. Yeah. It can be really anything in your, especially business. I agree when you said that was really good, good point. Like you can learn mess, uh, business, how to do it. It's not just like some people say, I'm not business person. I don't know. You know, like it's not for me. How do you know it's not for you when you didn't even start to learn, you know, how you can do it and how you can do it better, mm-hmm. how you can do it with less stress? Because people think that business is only stress. It, it is, you know, it's, it's pressure. It's hard. It's not easy. I always said when you want to have, when you want to leave your, because there was always a, a lot of advertisement, leave your nine to five to become, you know, entrepreneurs is better. Like it's easy. It's freedom. I was like, no, yes. not freedom for the first five, 10 years. No. It's not freedom. Forget no. it. Forget about that. And I always say when people try to get into my courses from five, like they leave the job and I said, don't leave the job. Don't, don't leave the job. Oh, yeah. no like, you, way. like I think it's, it's better to do it like transition. Yeah. You, because you need to have full time, like you need to have replacement of your, of your income. And there, yeah, there's so many things that are happening. That's why people, I guess, end up maybe, you know, like in like a bad place with business. And there's always the process, I guess. And um, but when we talk about your like Phoenix Phoenix experience, I know you you overcame a lot uh, and you're strong and you're here now and you're successful. What is uh, are you using any of that experience in your Phoenix experience uh, and in your business? Yes, yeah, yes, definitely. Um, for me, it's a, it's a big part of it is around like that belief that I have in people as well, like that belief that I always think that if I can do it, anyone can do it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it really helps because some people, when they come on my hikes up for sunrise, I have teams come up and some people really struggle and they, they feel bad about it. And I'm like, no, like, like get to the top. Like once you get to the top and I've had people just burst into tears and, you know, it's like, like these life-changing moments because they realize that they are way more capable than they give themselves credit for. And that's what the, that physical behavioral change makes the, helps the personal development. It's, it makes it so much more impactful because it's like the behavioral change happens a lot better rather than just sort of like a normal conversation at kind of ground level where you're kind of talking about it. When you can get people to experience that, like that that has a huge impact on people i love that wow i actually really agree with that it's so important because I, that's actually what i learned that that's probably something i don't know you tell me because you know probably more but when you're talking about the mountains i love mountains anyway i, I really love love to do that and uh but i'm i realized because path is really flat it's not really a lot of lot of hiking you can do here and if, if it's it's super easy it's really nothing to do <laughs> regarding that but what I, what I started to do, like I tried to exercise the way that, because I, I, I love exercise, but I don't like to take, I realized that I don't like to take myself to that peak when it's really, really painful. Yeah. And I guess that's the same thing when you're walking and you, you, it's really hard. 
and you're going to the mountains like like you really like you said you know you cry because it's just so hard and sometimes it, just to push yourself I don't know if you agree it can be kind of like people can try it when they do training because when you when you really push hard that you really feel like like you will vomit you will cry it's so hard but there is something that you can change your attitude like you don't need to stop exercise and you know try to catch your breath but you can try to push through I guess is that something connected yeah it, it is and it when there's lots when there's other people around as well like when you're accountable could I think that if that people were like on their own they That's would hard. they would turn around <laughs> yes um it's hard I've, yeah. like I've had to have people hold on to my because I take a backpack up and we have tea and coffee and banana bread and everything yeah. like it's really it's really good little setup and so I've had people hold on to my backpack and I've like towed them up and, wow. and like some of them have haven't done exercise in like five years and they're their lungs are burning, they, 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 their legs are hardly moving. And I, I've, um, I've taken lots of groups up over the last five years and I've got everyone up. Like I'm super proud of that. And I'm super proud of the people that have come up because it, we, we just don't let them quit. Yeah, that's awesome. I've had like, uh, I've had a few people like quit their job like three times, like abuse their boss for <laughs> taking them on. The, they're just like, that's it, I quit. Um, you know, and uh and they they when they when they get to the top and and then they're reflecting we go to a winery afterwards have a really nice lunch and they're reflecting and it really helps bring something out inside people that they didn't know was there and that's really cool oh that's awesome i definitely i'm signing signing in i want yeah, go. to go and do it if you're in I, melbourne I wanna thank do. you I want to do it. Is there any like places that you do it, like particular places in? in yeah, Australia? yeah. I've got, a, I've got, a, I've got um, one particular place where I always go, and I've got one in the mountains, and then one on the sea cliffs down at the coast cool. that, I, that I take different groups. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely in because <laughs> I, I know it. how it you'll is. Love it. It's and surprisingly, not a lot of people have seen the sunrise on top of a mountain, and it's quite uh, full on hiking up in the dark. I always say like how brave people are because they're hiking up in the dark up a rocky track to the top of a mountain in the dark with a stranger. Like yeah. that's a, it takes a lot of courage. So cool. It is so yeah. cool. Like I was actually, I was uh, watching the documentary. I think it's even McGregor a long way up. I'm not sure if you, if you know that, but it was, it was amazing because he's actually taking the electric bikes and, and they're going through like, like through the world, honestly, it's just like all America. And they were actually, on uh, Machu Picchu and I was I was basically because I really want to go that's my like next plan I would and, love to do that and they were they were there and it was like all this fog and it was just so hard to go up and they're, they're, his friend was very like he couldn't breathe and he was like 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 really hard like you saw that how unfit is he, he and it's is. high altitude there as well but, yeah and, and but but after that you saw like people were just standing there you know everybody was like hug, hugging each other like so happy to wait for that morning like you know like, it was really just beautiful morning and the fog disappear and I was like this is what like I'm, I really love mountains and I just kind of started to cry and my partner is just laughing because <laughs> it's always like oh my god you can't cry like it's documentary come on but it's yeah. just it was such a beauty to yeah. see that sunrise and everything clear up I was this beautiful amazing monument and and that I just I, I just that is breathtaking and I think that's oh, same thing it. on on mountains I I really take me there take me yeah. now 
yeah it's that that definitely wanted to do yeah that's that's definitely something that is on my list because it's yeah I just heard the stories and I always when I see it in <laughs> movies it's like oh my god like okay next time next time because yeah, I still have the, like Hawaii and that like the do the hike moments. in the dark and watch yeah. the sunrise and yeah yeah let's go let's do it <laughs> let's do that. it <laughs> and anyway let's uh let's kind of like wrap up a little bit what is there anything that you would love to share for people they they really want to have beautiful 2021 really strong start and overcome overcome challenges be strong enough to actually sustain and and win the 2021 yeah that's a great question um well, we were talking about it before we started like i'm filming like a like a motivational video it's like it's called a message of hope for 2021 and it, and it's all about um possibility and it, it's you know like when you plant something you, you don't know if it's anything's going to happen or anything's going to come out of the ground but you've got to have faith that nature is going to do its thing like uh, we know like in this world and everything's chaos that but everything's connected we're all connected like they've proven it now with science and you, you do the work but at some stage <clears throat> nature's got to take its course nature's got to do its thing nature's got to bring out the sun to to grow the, the the fruit or vegetable whatever you plant and it's the same with us as humans we are just part of nature is you've got to do the work on yourself and then sooner or later like nature will catch up and do its thing for you and I truly believe that. And also is for anyone that's in business, like Steve Martin has got a famous quote and he said that get so good, they can't ignore you. And like, that is my, like, that's my, that's my kind of like tattooed on my brain. Because if your, if your skill set is undeniable, there's always room in the marketplace for people where your skill set's undeniable. And that, there's no magic in that. <laughs> there's no magic in that, but it's like, it's available to us all. Yeah. It's just get so good that people can't ignore your skill set and you'll never have to worry about being broke or building a business ever again, because people, you'll be in demand. It's such a beautiful message. Thank you very much for that. Because it's so important to, like you said, to realize that like it's, it's doable. We just need to work on ourselves. It's not going to happen just because we're sitting and waiting for that. And it's so important to do, take action and, and really, really personal growth is, is just such an amazing thing. Like, like really read, read books, uh, become expert in anything, what you do, even if you are employee, you know, like doesn't really matter. Just doesn't really matter. become great in something and, and find out the passion, find out something that is actually, you know, setting you up on fire. How is the English saying? I don't know. <laughs> and uh, it's so important to have that because it's when you are flat, you know, when you're really just going through the life, it's not fun. And you're also not fun as a friend, you know, or as a partner, as, as a colleague. That means people should really do something different, I guess, you know, in 2021. And I love what you say, because that was, that was a beautiful message and we can all do it. We just need to put a little bit of hard work. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> I've tried it. I wish it was easier, but yeah it doesn't work it does. <laughs> i know right I, i tried the easy way it doesn't damn it it doesn't yeah it doesn't work i'm saying i try to figure it out you know and skip the steps because i don't i don't like guide, guidance and guidelines and, and manuals that means i don't read them that means i'm always trying to skip the step you know but it's not working there's always you need to go through everything and you need to really really work hard 
I will come. Thank you very much. And thank you, thank you so much for having me. It's been awesome it, chatting with you. It was beautiful. Yeah. Thank you very much for, the, for this interview. And this topic was amazing. And I believe people will be inspired and motivated to do something different in 2021. I will try to publish this podcast as soon as possible, just because I want people to get this message before January. And it will be beautiful to share it with the world. Thank you very much. I wish you all the best in 2021. Yeah. Yeah, you too, Alex. Take care. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. Bye. Thank you.